This is the Negro League Podcast with Preach James. One two one two one two one two one two one two. Once again, this is the Negro League podcast. I go by the name of Preach Jacobs. I am your host. We are sponsored by Mo Better Soul Clothing. Check us out at MoBetterSoul.BigCartel.com. Use code Negro to save ten percent on your next order. I'm trying to get this mic straight. Um, yeah, man. I'm sorry I missed last week, man. But a nigga was sick. Yo. You ever like listen to people that that tell you if they survive like through a cancer scare or some shit like that, where they say the greatest thing in the world is your health? It's like, yo, you, you know, your health is the greatest thing, most valuable thing. And you'd be like, nah, nigga, I want some money. <laughs> when you are sick as fuck, that is the realest shit in the world, right? Um, I think I got the flu uh last week and I was just out of it, right? Like the worst shit, the worst feeling in the world. You feel that 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 shit coming on, and you just feel like your back is achy. Man, I would sneeze. My whole body would hurt. Like my whole body felt like you. What's the thing called when like your birthday come around and a nigga would like punch your arm, however many times your age is, and it leaves the marks on them, and that shit was sting and hurt or whatever. So when I would sneeze or cough, it felt like niggas was just like bang bang bang, like punching me the whole time or whatever. So. That shit had me out of commission um, for a few days. Look, and a nigga still went to work <laughs> a couple of times. I said to God, like I was definitely, definitely um, out of it. Until I just realized, man, I was like, you know, the funny shit about it was is that, you know, the last episode I was talking about, uh, November, where I haven't been drinking this month, and I feel great, man. Like I haven't thought about it. Like I haven't been like on some shit where, you know, I'm thinking about whole oh, spin. Three weeks since I had a drink, you know, liquor ain't pussy, right? <laughs> like, like it's it's cool because like it hasn't been stressing me. Um, but I thought it was kind of funny where I I got sick the same month. I'm not drinking, and I'm not saying they're necessarily related. I just think that it it put me in a situation where you know the first thing when you're not feeling well, you drink a hot toddy, right? It's like the hot water, the lemon, the 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 honey. And some bourbon or whatever, you couldn't do that shit. So I'm like stuck with my thoughts, you know. You know, you gotta take some goddamn Nyquil, nigga. Um, and I took that shit like a G, man. Like the funny shit was, I went totally Chris Rock on that shit. Where you remember when Chris Rock was talking about uh, <laughs> his family had no, they're not taking your ass to the hospital. You're not going to the doctor. It's Robotussin. Like if Robotussin can't fix it, I don't know what's gonna happen. And it'd be like you know, you break your arm, your daddy pouring Robotussin <laughs> on the bone and like the, the tussin get to the bone. And it was that part where he said, if you run out of tussin, put water in it, shake it up, Motussin, right? So my medicine cabinet in my house, man, is not very complicated. It's like Advil and. NyQuil. That's about it. So when I'm not feeling well, I feel like a, a cold is coming. I'll basically like, you know, open up the NyQuil and take a shot to the head, and you know, hopefully I'll wake up the next morning and feel fine. Like it's very, very unscientific, but 
So the funny shit was I didn't have much NyQuil left. I swear to God, like I, I, t- I put some water in that shit and shook it up. <laughs> Yo, you know niggas feel a bad to do some shit like that. But um, but I'm feeling so much better, man. I'm I'm good. I'm great. Um, sorry for the delay. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up, and it's going to be really, 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 really funky and crazy and cool. You know, um, it's really funny, man. Like I get older. And my approach to holidays are different. Like, everything that irritated me back in the day, I love it now. So it's like when you were a kid, you know, Thanksgiving come around, you go to Granny House, and you get to see all the relatives from, quote, unquote, down the country. Like, like it was so funny that my family would try to call other people country, but when we say the term down the country, because <laughs> people live in rural areas, there's nothing more country than that shit, right? But... It'll be like the old great uncles and great aunts that you get to see and all that stuff. And it used to like bother me. Like, oh, there go Uncle Boot. Uncle Boot smell like cigars and motherfuckers be smelling like, <laughs> women be smelling like Tussie. <laughs> Which Tussie is also the sponsor of this show. Tussie, Tussie, if Tussie ever had a commercial, man, they want me, I would want to do the commercial for it. Like, so that's been like <laughs> my dream is to have like a podcast and have a bunch of like random ass companies sponsor it. So it's like Tussie and Colt Forty Five and Murray's Pomade. Like those are the dreams, right? But um, but now like it'd be all the relatives that you didn't want to see. They smell bad. They smell like cigars. Whatever, whatever. And then the older I get, especially like this year, you know, it's the second I guess Thanksgiving. My grandmother isn't here. I, I want to be around my family, you know, and I want to be around a family that that we don't see, we don't talk to the rural people because they're, they're the ones with all the stories, right? It's like I always, I always thought that, like, if, if Alex Haley was in my family, Roots would never happen, right? Because there had to be a component of Alex Haley, his greatness as a writer is to get people comfortable enough to talk, right? So Roots, majority of Roots is like, you sitting down with the griot in your family and they open up and they just talk about shit, right? It's like you become president and they open up the book of secrets or whatever. Like, like there should be that that um that rite of passage with the elder and the family that just give you the game on how the family happened. Like, yo, you know the guy that we call your cousin? That's actually your half brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your daddy ain't shit. Like it needs to be <laughs> stuff like that, right? Um so, like, I look forward to the holidays, and I want to catch up with the, the elders. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's going to happen this year, but but I'm excited about it, right? Like, I, I'm excited about the prospect of just seeing my family, right? Which I say is kind of funny because when you were younger, you just try to get away from the family as much as possible. It's like, oh, let me get the fuck out of here. Oh, let me go see Creed 2, which I probably still do that anyway. But, you know, things kind of shift. It's like the older you get, you turn into everything you hated, right? Like, what was the thing you hated for Christmas? You ever get, like, your boxes of toys or your, your gifts and you shake the shit and, like, the heavy stuff? You might be like, all right, that might be some, you know, the CD player that you want or you shake the little one. It might be the tapes that I wanted. First tape my mom ever got me for Christmas, me and my brother got a tape. My brother got Terminate X, Valley of the Jeep Beats, and I got um, MC Lights at, like, you know, the big sticker on it because I fucking loved MC Light. I had the biggest crush on it. But, but then you get that other box and you shake it. And it's like clothing, (laughs) 
right? And you never get excited because it's not like you, you know, my dad wasn't buying us Jordans and no shit like that. So it's like the the shaking box. It's socks. It's underwear. And you hate that shit. It's t-shirts. Couldn't stand that shit. Like that'd be the box that you'll open up, like, oh, okay, you throw it in the corner or whatever. But now as I get older, nigga, if you buy me some goddamn socks for Christmas, I'll probably kiss you. <laughs> right? Right? Like, you give me some t-shirts, nigga. And now, like, you know, I'm trying to get all sexy and shit, nigga. You give me some goddamn gym shit, some gym pants or or, or, or a hoodie. But if you want a hoodie, you can go to mopetasold.bigcartel.com to get some cool ones for yourself. But, like, you know, you get me a hoodie or some shit to wear to the gym. No, I love it. And it's kind of funny because this is like I'm becoming, like, the old nigga that I made fun of, right? <laughs> like, I want to talk to the old people for Thanksgiving, and I want socks for Christmas. <laughs> oh, the Dark Knight quote is like, you know, die young enough to be a hero, live long enough to become an old-ass nigga. I guess that's how the quote went. But, um, yeah, man. But I'm feeling good. I, I think I think shit's going to be dope. I think shit's going to be fresh. Um, so all y'all out there, you know, be grateful for Thanksgiving that's coming up. Um, for anybody that's working retail, God bless you for Black Friday. If y'all got to go through some shit, man, oh my gosh. Like, I'm doing part-time at a record store here, and it's really nostalgic because I haven't been at a record store in years as far as, like, an employee. And it's like, it's kind of like on some, you know, museum shit, right? Like, a record store is one of the last things that reminds me of yesteryear. And it's kind of fresh, right? Because this new generation of kids, there's like a study that says this is the first generation that won't own anything, right? And Like, meaning when you were younger, you brag about the shit that you collected. You're like, oh, look at my record collection. Look at my books. Look at my DVDs. You know what I mean? Look at my, <laughs> look at my Playboys. Like, now everybody just has access to shit. So, like, kids don't have CD players or, or CDs or 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 you know, DVDs anymore. You can just download what you want to watch. But but vinyl is the only thing that I think has kind of, like, survived that. And, like, this is, like, one of those, like, real record stores where motherfuckers buy records. And it's funny because <clears throat> large professor walked in this bitch. <laughs> Welcome to the record store. <laughs> it's all about hip-hop heads. This is the funniest way that, that I could meet, like, one of my musical heroes is that I'm in the record store, and it looks like large professor just walked in. And put this in perspective, I live in Columbia, South Carolina. So it's like, for me to assume it was large professor wasn't the best thing to think. Because, you know, fuck it, I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. And so I say to my coworker, I'm like, yo, nigga, is that large professor? And he's like, I don't know. And so I pull up large professor picture on Wikipedia. I was like, yo, is this him? He's like, I don't know, looks like him. So I'm like, all right, let me go and ask him if he needs some help. And my you in Columbia, South Carolina. So I go to him and say, hey, if you need some help, let us know. And he was like... He was like, no doubt. <laughs> and I was like, are you large professor? He was like, absolutely. I'm like, nigga. <laughs> well, this shit was hilarious, man. This shit was hilarious. He was dope. I gave him like a Phil Akuti shirt and, and some some stickers and, and he bought some records. We took some pictures. He was cool as fuck, right? And I talked to him about some of the new music I'm doing and he, you know, he was familiar with some of the stuff or some of the people I'm working with. And it was kind of dope. It was really fresh, you know. But um, that's the perk of like working at a fucking record store. Like it's it's kind of fly. It's kind of dope. Um, yeah. But um, I say all that to say like Black Friday's coming up, and I know this shit's gonna be a, a headache. Cause if there's something that 
I don't miss from retail, like working at a record store back in the day, B.O. was a motherfucker. Like, it'd be some stank motherfuckers that walk in there. And, and, and a lot of times, you're just going to have shitty customers. Like, the shittiest customers have always been, like, the gospel customers. It's so funny. Like, you get yourself an old black guy who's deep in the church, a deacon or some shit like that, and the niggas, they're the worst people. They're the worst people. The worst customers. The worst customers. So, hopefully, Record Store Day is not going to have any of those motherfuckers. Um, if it is, I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm... I'm I just don't care anymore. Like it's like uh, you know, it's cool to work at a record store, but I don't. It's, it's nothing that's going to drive me crazy because it's kind of some extra dough. You know what I mean? And and it gives me an excuse to kind of hang around people because you know, as y'all can hear, I'm doing a podcast by myself. So nigga, I'm talking to myself for thirty minutes, and hopefully, ten of y'all will listen to it. So I appreciate the ten of y'all. Hey, mama. But um, but nah, it's 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 cool. It's dope. Um. I watched uh, a couple of things recently. I watched Widows, which I thought was pretty fresh. I'm a huge um, uh, uh, fan of Steve McQueen. I guess both of them. Um, the movie is pretty fresh. Like it's uh, it's based on some British book. Viola Davis is in it. I don't think that she's gonna get a nomination for it. I don't know if she deserves a nomination. It was good though, but there was a couple of holes in it that I just kind of didn't like. Right, where it's like, oh no. I'm not spoiling anything, but it's like, you know, if there's something that's going on and there's like a huge heist and then you don't hear nothing else afterwards or hear from like the villains that were threatening people and this and this and that. Like it was just a lot of stuff where it was a few questions that I thought was kind of glaring questions. But outside of that, I enjoyed it. Like I don't want to be the guy that's like nitpicking shit too much. Like last night was the... uh I say last night. I don't know when y'all gonna hear this shit, but like the it was the NFL game that was uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs and the Rams, and you know I, I'm disengaged from the NFL season, but I listen to shit, and it's like from what I saw preview wise, it was like 54 to 51. It was like a hundred something points in the game, and and like maybe a thousand yards worth of shit, and like niggas is scoring touchdowns, and it's like all this high flying shit, and then you hear like commentators the next day be like, well. I missed the games when the scores was nine to six. And it's like, just shut up. <laughs> like, niggas want to complain about everything. Just shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up. That's the thing about this new generation that was really kind of funny is that back in the day, if somebody had a problem with art, right, whether it was music, let's say specifically music, if somebody complained about music, there's always been headaches and people talking shit. But... There was something about, hey, I paid for this, so I'm going to voice my opinion. Nowadays, people give away music. You have a streaming service, you just listen to shit for free. Niggas will get free shit and still complain. That's something about this generation that I absolutely can't stand, and I'm trying not to be that guy. So it's like, you know, there's an NFL game where there's 105 points scored, and niggas still have a problem. It's like the romanticism of, like, yesteryear in sports is really kind of silly to me, right? Because it's like, you want to be bored to tears? Like, here's what you don't do. Don't go backwards to watch a game that you thought was amazing as a kid, right? Like, all the Jordan games I love. Like, watch just the highlights of him dunking, right? But, like, man, if you try to pull out one of those, like, uh, 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 playoff games with the Bulls and Jordan and shit like that, man, the scores were like 69-72. 
right? Niggas is on the, the free throw line the majority of the game. It's when bigs were, were in the game pretty heavy. Motherfuckers are slow. It is not fun to watch. So when people be like, oh, I wish it was like it was back in the day. Like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Please don't do that. Right? And I think sports is the same way. So niggas is complaining about, oh, it wasn't the way it used to be. Because, you know, people are bigger, stronger, faster. Like, like Zion Williamson, who plays for Duke, is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Right? That's, that wasn't happening 20 years ago. Like, just 280, 6'8", muscle. The dude's jumping over the rim. Insane, man. <laughs> and speaking of jumping over the rim, I uh, <laughs> I made a Facebook post. Where I was basically like, yo, white man can't jump his own TV. All right, hold my calls. And I fucking love that movie. It's something about it that it aged very well. And and I guess it's kind of like a segue into like something I thought was kind of interesting where I'm a big Viggo Mortensen fan and I'm a big Maharshala Ali fan. And then you got that movie called The Green Book that's coming out, right? And I live in the South. So for an example, if y'all don't know what The Green Book is, it's like, you know, the older I get, right? I remember when I was talking to my mom about traveling. This is when I was like, a vegetarian still. This is probably like three or four years ago. And I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at going to Germany. I'm going to London. And my mom was like, well, what about your diet? And, you know, what about the food? You know, think they'll have stuff for you to eat? And I'm like, mom, I'm sure they got vegetables in London. And she's like, well, what about you? Who do you know that stay out there? That's always the question, right? You want to go somewhere, your black parents are like, who do you know that stay out there? And it would irritate me because I'm like, nigga, I get a hotel. But they come from a period of time in the South that if you don't know where the fuck you're going, you can get pulled over by the clan. You get fucked up by the cops. You know, you can't eat at restaurants. You can't go to the bathroom. So that travel shit is still deep in them, right? So the Green Book was basically a book that's basically on some shit like, yo, these are the places that, that, that you can fuck with as a black traveler. And so I feel kind of torn, right, because I'm looking at the preview of the movie and Maharshala Ali and Vigo, they look so dope like as actors. I really love them as actors. But there was this, this nagging suspicion that it was going to be one of those, the feel-good movie of the year. <laughs> right? It's like, he's black, he's white. They're friends in the end. This unlikely friendship. It's like, what makes the friendship unlikely? Right? Because somebody's black and white. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, an unlikely relationship is if a guy married a kangaroo. That's unlikely. (laughs) It's just something about Rosetta. (laughs) She opened up that pouch. (laughs) Like, that's unlikely. Like, we stop saying that something's unlikely because niggas is different races. It's the dumbest shit in the world. But the two things I don't want to have happen is, and, and, and I forgot the girl's name, the girl used to be on Parenthood. She made this whole Twitter post about things like this happen it's one of those, like, they call it the white savior movies where it's just like, oh, you know, the white guy, he was rough around the edges, but he's still kind of good at heart. And this shows how things used to be and how far we've come. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like somebody in, a, in an executive position at one of these movie studios just had, like, this great idea. Like, all right, one person white, one person black. Magic. <laughs> like, that's all Lethal Weapon was. Old black guy, young white guy. That was the movie. 
and terrible saxophone music. That was that was the whole franchise. That's what they built it on, right? And it's such an 80s idea. The buddy cop movie of two unlikely people. How are they unlikely? They're two, they're two men that work on a police force. So I guess the thing about White Men Can't Jump is that it wasn't like that. Like it's like you you had that whole thing with the black guy and a, and, a, and a white guy, but it never felt like this like forced thing. And it was just kind of dope. Like the niggas hated each other throughout the whole movie. They cussed each other out. They were assholes to each other. You know what I'm saying? And Rosie Perez, oh, I fucking love Rosie Perez. Who is Babe Ruth? <laughs> Dog, Rosie in her prime. I don't think nobody was touching her. I don't think nobody was touching Rosie Perez. Sometimes the voice can be annoying. Who knows? But Rosie and her, and Rosie's still bad, man. She got to be 60 by now. Rosie's bad. But white man can't jump Rosie? I don't know, man. That might be a, a poll question. Like, is white man can't jump Rosie doper than do the right thing, Rosie? Ooh. Ooh. But yeah, I fucking love her in that movie. And I was reading like the Wikipedia shit, and it was saying that Denzel almost had the role of uh, the Wesley Snipes role. And um, who was supposed to play the Rosie Perez role? I can't remember. But it was like a long list of different people that were trying to do it. Like David Duchovny was 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 in the running for the Woody Harrelson role. <laughs> it should have been crazy. But yeah, I think it's a perfect movie. Um, I know Bill Simmons has a podcast called The Rewatchables where they, got, where they pull out old movies and rewatch the shit. I think that would be fresh. I'm working on something now where we're going to pull out all these like ridiculous black exploitation movies and just have viewings in my city and just be dope shit, like pay $2 and, and we get to see some like really, really gangster shit, you know? Um, but yeah, but back to like the green book with kind of that whole black white thing, you know, I don't want it to be one of those things where it's just like, I don't know. It's like, you can't say that something that takes place during pre-civil rights movement, because I guess it was the early 60s, right? And racism in the South. I don't understand how that can be the feel-good movie of the year. Like, I don't think it's given the proper tone that it deserves. Sort of kind of like how I feel about The Help. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Viola Davis is, like, one of my favorite actresses of all time. Um, but even she said that she kind of felt kind of regret for taking that role, because I think that there's something about that shit that, is incomplete. Like it's one of those things where like I feel like white folks like make these kind of movies to feel better about themselves in a way. Like, well, we were one of the good ones. It's like, eh. like I literally was having a conversation tonight with a friend of mine who's like a, a, a white friend is like in his forties or whatever, and we we're just just having these conversations about race and relationships, and you know, he went to a all white private school with one black kid that went there, and and he's like when he was born, his first. Bath wasn't done by his parents, done by the maid. It's a black girl, you know. And he's like, "Oh, she loves me, and I love her." And blah blah blah. I was like, "Oh, she's still alive." He's like, "Oh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> right?" And he felt kind of bad about it. But it's like, but that's some real shit, and there has to be some kind of like self reflection for that. Like my granny worked in, like she used to say, white people houses. I don't know none of their names, but yeah, my white folks' house. That's what she's. This shit is real. And then you have these white folks, but oh, it's like family. But like, do do they feel like it's like family? Right? Shit. My granny had kids. She couldn't be with her kids as much as she was with them. So it's like, I, I, 
you know, that shit like that just feels weird. So like a movie like The Help, where it just kind of like softens the blow with shit like that, is weird. Like, no. No. Nah. Nah. And this is coming from somebody that, that immensely respects Maharshala Ali and Viggo Mortensen. So on GP, for my respect for, for Maharshala, I want to see it on GP because I trust him enough for that. I, he's like my favorite actor. Him and um, um, Daniel, I don't know his name, but old buddy that played in Get Out, who was amazing in Widows. Those are my two favorite actors right now. Like anything that they're in, more power. I want to see it. I want to watch it. Um, what else did I watch, man? When I was sick, I watched, um, what's a movie called? Uh, I forgot the name of it, but it was like on Netflix. It was about, it was like the, it was one of those medieval movies with Chris Pine, Outlaw King. And that was cool. There was some dope fight scenes or whatever. And some tatags. Um, my favorite show right now? Mike Judge got a show called something like From the Tour Bus, where he basically talks to people that either know these musicians or talk to some of these musicians, and they just tell ridiculous stories, and it's animated. And I caught it totally by accident, because uh, there's an episode about Rick James. And so imagine seeing a cartoon of Rick James and people talking about him and all this type of shit, and it was this fucking incredible shit. So it's two seasons in. It's like maybe midway through the, first, through the second season. So I'm I'm catching up, but it's called like Stories on the Tour Bus. So like season two, I think the first episode is a George Clinton. Episode two and three is Rick James, and I think they got like a Booty Collins one. You know what I'm saying? But it's like just ridiculous dope television. So if y'all want some cool shit to watch, like those are my recommendations. Go to the movies and see Widows. Um, go see the Green Book on your you know at your at your own accord. Um, so it's not necessarily an endorsement for that, but uh, yeah. The fucking tour bus shit is fucking crazy dope. Um, I guess that's about it, man. Like it's fucking, you know, Thanksgiving is coming, and I gotta spend seventy dollars on two red velvet cakes. <laughs> like, yo, I will trade you some more better soul clothing for a cake. But um, but yeah. So I'm ready for the holidays, man. I want to chill. I want to do some cool shit, man. And um, you know. I don't want to take another week off from this, so I'm glad y'all are listening and glad y'all paying attention. I feel really good, man. I saw my friend today. I was like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it is me not drinking, but I just feel really vibrant and alive and all that good shit. So, so yeah, I, I think that's about it. Um, I'm glad I don't have the flu. Call this episode the flu game, <laughs> which theoretically there was a, there's been a rumor for years, you know, the Jordan game where it's like, oh, he had the flu and you got Scottie Pippen holding him up and we romanticize that. There's always been a story that Jordan didn't have the flu. The nigga was hungover, which knowing stories about Jordan, that sounds very likely as well. But, you know, hungover or the flu, the nigga still killed that shit wearing them 12s. But um, I think that's it, man. Uh, once again, thank y'all for listening to the Negro League podcast. I go by the name Preach Jacobs. I want y'all to have a motherfucking safe, safe, safe Thanksgiving. And please, for all the like fight the power ass niggas, because I'm one of those fight the power ass niggas too. But don't be on some shit like on Thanksgiving Day posting up memes and shit. I'm like, this is what happened to the Native Americans. And just like Christmas, it is a pain. I'm like, dude, we know. Can we just have a day off? Like, we know. Like, we know all that shit. We know about Columbus Day. 
<laughs> we know about Columbus. <laughs> we know about Thanksgiving. Y'all motherfuckers still watch the NFL and still call Washington the Redskins. So please, please, if you're going to go all the way, go all the way, right? I just want to see my family, dog. So for whatever it is, call it something else. It ain't going to be called Thanksgiving. Just enjoy your fucking family. You got a chance to see your granny. Man, hang out with your granny. You got a chance to catch up with your mama. Let her show you the recipe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just do some shit like that. So, you know, salute. Be safe. And I'll see you soon. Yo. Yeah.